Congratulations to Carson Wentz because he has officially became the most expensive backup in NFL history. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley Gibbs and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right, here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game to the injuries to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. And we're back. We passed through week, what is it, 12, week 13 for football. And we're back for episode 10 of Not Your Average Cheerleader. And of course, there have been some new developments, um, definitely some COVID cases. We also have a few things happening with practice facilities because some states are choosing to kind of do a temporary shutdown again. So let's just dive right into quick fire topics and let's talk about how NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell ordered a two-day closure to slow the spread of COVID-19 after he learned that players were flying in family members for Thanksgiving. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, these players, you know, they couldn't do what the NBA did, which the NBA created a bubble. They knew how long they were going to be in that bubble. They knew what they had to do. They found ways to communicate with their family. And granted, it was tough, but you had a time frame. With these guys, it's touch and go. And some of them took the risk. And they were even, honestly, crazy enough to post it on social media so all of us could see, oh, you're going to have family over for Thanksgiving. So you couldn't even lie later and say, no. No, I didn't have any family over. We saw it on IG in your stories. Um, So you know what? I really hope everyone did have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone enjoyed some of the promotions and sales um, from small businesses for Black Friday. Because, well, we know some of the NFL players celebrated. And because of that, Roger Goodell was like, hey, we got to do something. I don't know what a two-day closure is going to do, but it's better than doing nothing. Um, But that really slowed down with games. It postponed the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers game 16 times over. Fans were like, is this game actually going to happen? So much so because the Ravens had so many cases on their team that the Pittsburgh Steelers said, well, why don't those players just not play? Well, unfortunately, with COVID-19, that's not how this works. But then it turned around that the Pittsburgh Steelers had some players that tested positive on their team. So as of 11-28, this was November 28th, the Ravens reported 18 players on the COVID-19 list. Yes, it affected my fantasy football team and the health of the players. The Steelers had five players on that list, and this was following a game being postponed and pushed back to Wednesday. Remember, these players get tested every single day. Um, on their way to the facility, I've had the opportunity of watching a few um, players on like TikTok and I always find it really interesting because they kind of go through a day in the life of a football player and they kind of sh- walk you through the things that they do. And the number one thing is you're seeing them getting their COVID test with that little, you know, cute, long Q-tip thing going up their nose. And they're like, good grief, but I have to do this every day. And I thought it was actually pretty interesting to kind of watch, you know, a few of their day in the lives and essentially, they're doing, I think, a decent job of trying to catch, you know, this, you know, stop the spread as best as they can. But it really is impacting the game schedule. And fans are like, this game just isn't going to happen. The memes were off the charts for that one. So that is your quick fire topic for 
you know, this episode. I will not lie when I say that I found it most entertaining and I had a few Ravens players on my fantasy football team and that really impacted. I had to move some things around. Like I'm telling you right now, this season, everybody, like I said before, gets a chance to play. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So always keep that in mind. Definitely, definitely moving on to our next topic, because y'all know I'm 49ers faithful. That's right. Been a 49ers fan since I can remember. That means I'm choosing to have selective memory right now. And currently, the 49ers had, you know how they had $80 million sitting on the IR list? Not anymore. Half our players returned. We had, I'm going to throw out some nicknames. Don't judge me. Well, Sherman, he came back. Finally, finally, in week 12, thank you, goodness, he finally paid me, y'all, the interception he owed me. It was so beautiful. It's like Jared Goff threw it right to him, and he caught it and took off right now. I was like, yes, finally. Thank you, Richard Sherman. Shout out to Richard Sherman, wherever you are, if you ever listen to this in the podcast, Not Your Average Cheerleader. I'm shouting you out because I was waiting on that interception. I've been waiting. It's been almost a year, Um, so (laughs) I've been waiting for a while. We had Momo come back, because I can't pronounce these names. We also had, I think, Wilson came back. We also had uh, two other players that were injured. Our, a good chunk of our offensive um, players, including our defense, made a triumphant return. We won our game on Week 12. Of course, this past Sunday, Week 13, we did lose. We were playing the Bills, to be fair. The Bills have had the biggest come up. My um, shout out to my coworker, my former coworker and friend, Andrew. He nicely texted me and said, we play tonight. And I was like, I'm very much aware of what the football schedule is. And you're going to go down. I had to talk some trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could not not talk trash. So that's the 49ers. I feel like the 49ers are now showing that they can be playoff material. We didn't think we would make it this far, you guys. Everybody was dropping like flies. We were so worried about COVID. We forgot about regular injuries. And everyone was dropping light flies on that team. Really threw off the entire vibes. So I was just like so glad when they were tweeting, this person's coming back and this person's coming back. George Kittle's still trying to come back. But from what we've heard from Coach Kyle Shanahan, he was like, him and Jimmy are not coming back really anytime soon. We shall see. We can tell he's like itching to come back because George Kittle loves playing football. You could just feel it in his tweets. So <laughs> shout out to George Kittle for just his um, anxiousness and eagerness to come back and want to play and win alongside these guys. They did have a good game against the Bills. It wasn't like we got blown out and like we were you know, put in the trash category like some other teams, which we'll get to later. But the biggest thing that happened for the 49ers is right when we got all our key players back, or at least majority of them, California was going in kind of like a temporary shutdown. So they canceled all the practices like um, for any sport. It didn't matter what it was. And the 49ers had no practice stadium at that point because everything was on lockdown. So it was like, wait a minute, we finally get <laughs> we finally get a good chunk of our team back. And now you're telling us we can't practice. We can't win. <laughs> we just can't win in 2020. It won't let us. And they end up having to fly out to Arizona And the Cardinals let them use their stadium. Sharing is caring in this situation. So thank goodness for that because we needed to practice. I I was just like, what do you mean we can't? Wait, we finally get key players back and you're saying we can't go out and throw the ball? We've been following all the rules. So they did get to practice. Arizona, shout out to Arizona Cardinals. Y'all know that was in my top five teams that I dislike. Right now, they are now at the bottom of that list. 
just because they shared their practice facility and allowed us to host a game. Thank you, Arizona Cardinals, for that. You're using your facility. Sharing is caring. Remember that during this holiday season because you can share from a distance. You can social distance and share. That is a possible thing. So moving on to our next topic, we're going to really dive in and talk about what everyone's been itching to hear, which is about the Eagles. Now, y'all know when I did my top five teams that I discussed, like I can't stand, I hated them. The Eagles was on there. I can't stand the Eagles. And they're trash. And they've proved that with Carson Wentz. I don't know who out there kept saying Carson Wentz is like a top quarterback. I don't know where that conversation came from. I don't even know how it started. I kept seeing it on the internet, on like Facebook and on Twitter. And I was like, wait, how? And I saw it on TikTok as well. I'm on everything, you guys. This is how I keep up. And all the football information comes to me and I enjoy all of it. So when I found out that they were having this conversation, I was like, garbage. So I went on Facebook and I asked a question. I said, if you could choose between Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz, who would you choose? You know, starting quarterback, you have to pick one to go in and basically help run your team and win this game. Who are you picking? Carson Wentz or are you picking Baker Mayfield? Starting quarterback and go. I'm going to pose that question to you guys. The answers I was getting was easy. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, the Eagles and Carson Wentz are trash. And I was like, okay, well, let's go, let's go over, let's go over what's been happening. I said this in my last episode. The problem with Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz gets on the field and he does way too much. He wants to try to call all these different plays. He doesn't really follow the offensive coaching and what they're trying to get him to do. And on top of that, as a result, he throws interceptions, which now he's surpassed Tom Brady. He's leading the league in interceptions or incomplete passes. On top of that, and I think also interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. So not only is he leading the league in incomplete passes, he's also leading the league also possibly in interceptions. On top of that, when you don't have a strategy or structure, you are not in that category to be making play calls, Carson. I don't even know why you're doing that. So let's listen about this guy's contract. He signed with the Eagles a four-year, $128 million extension. This was in 2019. <laughs> He's officially their backup. He, yes, yes. The head coach made a, a huge decision and decided that they're going to start Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback for the Eagles, and they benched Carson Wentz. This is going to be against the Saints. And I'm just mind blown because I was like, this is the most expensive backup in history. You have all that money. That's more than the amount of money we had on our IR list for the 49ers. All that money sitting on the bench like that because he doesn't know what he's doing. So here's my thought process. I really want to oppose this because this kind of came up, you know, because the reason why I think they honestly, you know, offered that deal, which I think was still outlandish to Carson Wentz, was because the Eagles did win the Super Bowl. We can't forget about that. They went to the Super Bowl, they won. After that, they played like trash. I, It was hard to even say, wait, y'all went to the Super Bowl? Really? And it makes me wonder what kind of contracts these players are getting when they go to the Super Bowl, right? That should be... The epitome of all epitomes is kind of like when an actress or an actor wins an Oscar. You then have proven or solidified your stamina or your performance skill set in that particular, you know, genre or in that particular industry. So now that means you can officially declare or basically demand a certain amount of money to do a part now because you've won an Oscar. You have that on your resume. 
I feel like the football players are the same, right? When they go to Super Bowl and they win, they now have that on their resume. They can technically, you know, negotiate a certain amount of money in their contract because they could say, I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Okay. I don't know if, oh, I'm stumped. I don't know if, you know, he really deserved that kind of money because looking at how he's playing, you would have never known they went to the Super Bowl unless you either one looked it up or two was listening to a podcast like this and we mentioned it. So that just gives you a whole lot of understanding of what's going on here with Carson Wentz. The memes and the jokes are he's the most expensive backup we've ever seen in NFL history, which he actually is. He's sitting on a bench and he's worth over $100 million and he's sitting on a bench and they can't get him. He They can't knock him out of that contract because of what's guaranteed and he's locked in. So basically they, they have to give him that money. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if that was his plan. I don't know if he didn't feel like playing. I don't know anything. I just know that homeboy's making out because he could sit down on the bench and basically collect the check. I mean, that that's the facts, people. That is the facts. So essentially, when you're looking at what the NFL is doing right now, it, it's kind of all over the place. It's not really as consistent as it usually is. Um, of course, that's because we're in the midst of a pandemic and we're still trying to play games. They're doing the best that they can. Patriots are starting to win their games. We were kind of shocked, but we're glad to see that you know Cam is stepping back up, looking like themselves. Um, there's still a lot of um, conversation that Julian Edelman is still out. Um, they said recently he was placed on, you know, the COVID reserve list just as a precaution. There's nothing confirmed that's right now. That's just what's been reported. Also post knee surgery, what's his recovery looking like, things like that. But so far, so good. The team is winning. So that's really what matters, right? So we're going to see what this week looks like. We're going to jump back in this next week with another episode. But you guys stay tuned because there's just so much more football. There's so much more memes, so much more savagery to happen. And I'll be very honest, I still don't like the Eagles. I like the Cardinals, like I dislike the Cardinals less than I like the Eagles. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think it makes sense. I hope it makes sense uh, because this episode is brought to you by the coffee in my cup, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee with caramel swirl and cream. Again, go get you some. It tastes so good. Even if you brew your own iced coffee, just try it. I know it's cold outside for some of us. It's freezing here where I live. And I'll tell you right now, I'm still going to drink iced coffee. That doesn't change anything. I'm not a fan of hot coffee. So please enjoy the rest of your day. Happy holidays wherever you are. There's still going to be more football. We're still going to have more discussions because guess what? Before I go, Steelers lost. They're not 11-0 anymore. That's right. They've joined the Lost One Club alongside Kansas City. They lost to the team with no name, the Washington football team. Real quick, Alex Smith gets the MVP. Can I say he's going to get comeback player of the year? His story alone, I'm waiting on the Lifetime movie, Hallmark movie. I don't know. I'm waiting on a documentary movie to show up to go over this whole thing because Alex Smith is ridiculously showing that he can still play football and play it well because the Washington football team beat the undefeated Steelers. And they said, well, you know, we still have the best record. That's not the point. We're going to remember that one loss. We don't care about all your wins. You've been winning so much, we stopped paying attention. But that one loss, though, that one loss, that's what we'll remember. And we're going to remember who you lost to, the Washington football team. 
Okay, let that sink in. On that note, now I'm going to close out because I just had to share that. I put up funny videos and things like that all the time, but I had to throw that out there. You guys, again, have a happy holiday. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of Not Your Average Cheerleader. I can't wait to talk more with you over the holiday season. Gotta love football. If you like it, go ahead and subscribe and tell a friend. Bye.